Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Hi guys, welcome back to the Vitality Coach Podcast. Thank you for those of you that are listening in in several different continents at the moment. It's always a pleasure. And the testimonials that you've been giving lately are giving me goosebumps. I really appreciate it. I'm humbled by it. And I just love the fact that I'm able to help elevate you guys to live the life that you love, not only in business, but as people with your friends, families, and in your health and well-being. I've invited the awesome Greg Merrilies back on the show because I have been badgering him about sharing our journey on hiring virtual assistants in the way that we wanted to streamline our businesses and really create an opportunity to be able to work from home and travel and create opportunity for other people in other countries to to work with us. So Greg, welcome back. Thank you for having me back, Nick. I really appreciate it. I keep putting you on the spot with these podcasts. (laughs) I I know that I make you nervous with all these questions, but you're just such an all-star. Thank you so much. (laughs) I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, here to help, that's for sure. So if you didn't hear Greg the earlier on one of my podcasts, Greg is the founder, CEO, and head designer from Studio One Design, which is an online marketing business. And they also have successshirts.com, focusing on building um, you know, online and marketing merchandise for, for entrepreneurs, small businesses, and movers and shakers that really want to get their brand out there in the right way with the right tone of voice in a way that's effective to generate lead sales and just do a great job representing your company. And I've been working with Greg before and his team, and I just got really excited about their clarity and conviction for what they do. One of the things we spoke about was creating the life you want and how to balance business and personal life and transitioning from an old company to a new one. And I said to him, let's talk and share about hiring virtual assistants. So Greg, that's what we're going to talk about today. I love it. Let's go for it. So I thought we would do our top 10 tips. But first of all, why don't we talk about why virtual? You had a studio staff of Australian designers in Melbourne and you had a successful business. Why the change? You know, the main reason is to have more freedom. So when I had the office, I was chained to the office. I was chained to the staff. And at at that point, I hadn't really thought too much about systems and processes. And by having a virtual uh, team, it forces you to have a better business, essentially, which in turn creates more freedom. And when you say a virtual team and I say a virtual team, how would you describe a virtual team? What does that actually look like? Yeah, so we have... Well, I guess my first virtual team member was you know, somebody that I hired based in the Philippines. I'm based in Australia. And her job was literally just to help me with all of the, um, you know, the, the ins and outs of, you know, just organizing clients, et cetera. Um, and then as, as, you know, as we grew um, and, you know, I did have, I had four Australian designers at one point. Um, and then, you know, we had an office which we sold and then we just had like a temporary office for six months until, um, you know, we were basically going to get rid of the office altogether and the, the designers knew that. So I ended up having them all work from home and I found that it didn't suit most of them. One of them is still with me, but what I had to do in that point was replace them with um, other designers and I always wanted to work from home. So I got other designers that wanted to work from home too. So I went to the Philippines uh, sorry, I didn't go there, but I, I you know, looked online for Filipinos, mainly because they're in our same time zone. Um, they're really beautiful people, like their, you know, their culture and everything. They're just lovely people. 
um, they're ethical and they're hard workers. And of course, they're you know a lot cheaper than an Australian designer. So I started you know building that online team, um, and so now you know as as we've grown, we've now got a bit of a hierarchy layer in. So it's, it's me, and then we have you know design managers, and then we have designers under them plus a BA. Yeah, well, that I mean, I think that that's a huge. I think people probably listening to this thinking, "Wow, you're doing every, you didn't actually you virtually packed your bag and went there, but you didn't ever meet anyone that you hired." Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I mean, we use uh, you know a, a website called onlinejobs.ph, and on there, you know, we we put up an ad for for each one of these roles, and we're really quite specific on on what you're going to ask and what you expect from them. And um, you know, one of the the best ways to to put a good ad up is to actually have a video explainer as well of you face to camera to you know tell people what you want and what you expect, but also for them to get to understand your personality. I think that is, uh, you know, gold as well. We, we finished on the role of authenticity in our last podcast and I talk about it a lot. As a leader and as a person that's running a business, people need to know who they're working with. Yeah. Um, and you can't assume that everyone's going to think like you or understand. So you have to give people the information, the personality and your drive behind your company. And that company has to resonate with them. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're not there just to help you. You're there to help them as well. So it's a two-way street. Well, funny you should mention that. I always made a promise to myself that while I had my Australian team, I would always provide an opportunity for those that had less or maybe needed an opportunity in other countries to work. So I have virtual staff from the Philippines, America, uh, in America at the moment, and wow. they're they're all, all mums. Uh, I've got a new a new one. Um, actually, he's American and he's a guy. He does a lot of my transcribing. But they, they're so grateful for the work and they're, you know, they earn money to be independent and they're professional um, and I feel like I'm giving back to some degree as well. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And look, you know, it, it is a bit of a threat to Australian workers, but I think it will also help the Australians realise that uh, it is a global stage now and, uh, you know, everybody needs to lift their game. Yeah, and, and there is power in combining things. So don't think you have to have all your eggs in one basket. So for me, I made a definitive choice that I needed someone that could travel with me with events, that could deal with my high-end clients, and that could be really you know, high-end customer-facing that was in my office as well because I like to sit with someone and debrief them after I've come back for an event or a retreat or whatever. It's very important for me to have that interaction. But for the rest of the team, we could give super cool projects out and they could be done anywhere as long as they were done really great. So, uh, so it's been really nice. So my team from Australia managed my virtual assistants in different parts of the world, which is also really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And I still have an Australian, you know, from the point of view that, uh, we do have different time zones and, um, you know, she's also been with me for, I think five years now, you know, and she's just absolutely a brilliant designer and she's good with clients and all that. So even though I'm paying her a lot more, she's definitely worth it. And she works with the Filipino team as well. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we want to give you some tips on looking for virtual assistants. Now, I just want to put it out there as well. This is not necessarily about running a business. You could be uh, a mum entrepreneur from home. You could be needing to look at logistics for your house as well. It could even be about getting support, getting a nanny in or getting someone to help you with the housework. This is about how can we create time to really live the life that you want and where is the best value of your time spent? Is it spent cleaning the bathrooms and the showers or is it spent servicing clients with the new business that you have? So our virtual teams aren't necessarily teams that are just about online stuff. It could be that you hire in someone 
that comes in twice a, twice a week to your house. That's not really part of a fixed staff. They're just there to support you as well. So think about these 10 steps when you're hiring anyone in your business. I love that. And I, can I also just jump in and say that you also should think about it uh, from the point of view, is your time worth more than the money you're paying for the assistant? Exactly. Because you could be, you know, exactly how much do you bill your time out versus how much it costs. So there's got to be that return on investment as well. Mm. Um, So number one, when you want to hire your virtual staff or your part-time staff or your, your vitality angel, what, what do we say? First of all, you've got to have a good brief. You've got to understand what role is that person going to be doing? What are their day-to-day tasks? What responsibilities? What documents do they need access to? And what do you want out of their role in terms of um, resources and disciplines they need to be well-versed in, such as, I don't know, some design programs they need to use, uh, documentation. How do you follow? Is it Google Drive? Is it Dropbox? Like you need to be detailed about what these people need to be familiar with working with. Yeah, the more detailed the ad, the better. And also think about you know how many hours you would like to use them for week uh, per week. And keep in mind that you know you're going to get a better person if you can give them more hours because they'll be committed to you. If you can give them thirty to forty hours a week, they, they're not going to have another job. But if you give them ten hours, they're going to have other jobs and they're going to be juggling you with other businesses or other work. Exactly. And but I, we do want to say as well, figure, number point two is figure out your rates. How much can you afford to pay right now? Because you might get inspired and come away from, uh, you know, an online marketing conference or listening to other people on podcasts. And you may actually be committing yourself to too much that you can't afford in your business right now. So really sit down and do the maths. Do your homework before you you put a job online before you put a request out online. Really find out what is it that you want? What role do you want that person to do? How many hours a week can you afford to pay them? There's lots of resources online, like for example, Chris Ducker, that tells you, you can get a free ebook. It tells you how much you should pay your virtual VA. And I'll put some links on there as well. So do your research before you start approaching people. Yeah, and if you are going to pay them in a, um, yeah, let's say if they're from a different country, make sure you pay them in their currency because then it doesn't fluctuate for them. It might for you, but um, it won't for them, which is then money that they can rely on each week. Yep. So there's that clarity, planning, and also understanding that the more time you give someone, the more dedicated they're going to be to the job. But don't feel you have to leap in 100 miles an hour. Uh, point three is trial period. Did you have a trial period with your VAs? We do, absolutely, yep. So we start off with a initial two-week trial. Um, then if they pass that test, we give them like a three-month trial as well. Um, but that's fully paid. The two-week might be at like, say, 90% pay or full pay. And do you have a contract that outlines all that sort of stuff as well that you sort of send out as an yep. agreement? Yeah, that's really yeah. important as well. It is important, absolutely. It just sets boundaries and, you know, um, I guess, you know, being in different countries, we have different laws as far as holidays and sick pay and all those sorts of things. So what I like to do is put in, like I've been to their government's website and had a look at all the rules and stuff that local businesses would give them and implement a lot of those things into our contract or agreement. And there's different guys, uh, for those of you listening, there's, you know, ad hoc contractors and people that you can have on limited hours a week. Well, you're not actually having them on what would be termed as a salary, but you need to understand your hourly rate. For example, through Odesk, you can keep working with the same person, but maybe you only need them on a project basis versus what Greg is probably talking about where he's actually hiring people as full-time designers. And therefore, you need to have a contract and you need to understand what's expected from that country in the Philippines with a 13-month rule, for example, and budget that in. Yeah, good point. Absolutely. I am talking about full-time. But um, yeah, if you're just doing a project, you probably wouldn't need a um, you know an agreement, maybe a uh, you might need a confidentiality clause and an intellectual property clause. 
Well, and I think that that brings us on to point six in terms of preparation, ensuring you actually have, you know, you're protecting your IP. So is there, are there laws uh, that help us protect our IP on dealing with those or do we provide those contracts? I always think you should provide those contracts and those confidentiality agreements to be signed, those NDAs. I couldn't agree more. You, you should have them in place from the start um, and make sure, you know, before they take on the job that it's fully signed. Yeah, and that means receiving that copy back, guys. So if you haven't got that signed copy back and they've said, yes, yes, I've signed it, if that person hasn't sent that back to you, you do not proceed with the work. Um, You know, a a really well-organized VA that wants that work will do everything that they need to do to ensure that that both the I's and the T's are dotted and crossed. So make sure that you just do those little bits of hard work up front because it will make it a seamless environment for you to work with that virtual assistant going forward. Um, And we spoke as well, I, I love this point, a lot of people have an expectation, don't you think, that they're going to get this miracle VA from the Philippines <laughs> that comes in with fairy wings and solves all their problems and answers their emails and does their lead pages and does updates their blog and designs <laughs> like a podcast uh, artwork and all this wonderful thing. I say different folks, different strokes, right? Choose your stuff well. Yeah, exactly. And Chris Ducker, when he's on stage talking about this thing, he calls them a a super VA and they just don't exist. So nobody should expect to have somebody that can do everything. Yeah. And so that means you might need to build a team. Like Easy VA have this service where you can actually pay a set amount and you just have a team of different people that work on, that work for you. It, It really depends on how finicky you are. I really like to know exactly who's working for me. I like to get to know that person. I like to make them feel part of my team. I like to send them some merchandise and have virtual meetings with my team. So they really feel connected. But that's my personal kind of culture, I guess. What about you, Greg? That's amazing. I'm going to take a leap out of your book. That's for sure. Um, yeah, look, like I said earlier, I really want to get over there and um, and meet my team. I think that is, you know, according to other business owners, it's a game changer. And you really get to see the way they live, experience their culture, their food. And, you know, that's something to me that's going to lift the culture in my business, even though, you know, we do have a, a pretty good culture, and but it's all based around Skype calls, et cetera, um, and just getting everyone to open up. Sometimes we do group calls, sometimes individual calls. And I just really want them to be as open and honest as they can. And if they want time off, they just let me know and you know, they still get paid for it. So I just don't want anything uh, you know, any lies or anything to be hidden. Because one thing, especially with the Filipino team, is they don't want to lose face, which means they, you know, they'll do whatever they can. They'll say yes, 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 yes. But in reality, if, even if they can't do it, they'll still say yes. So you just got to give them the freedom to, to say no. Yeah. And I think, so understanding cultural barriers is very, very important. You've got, I just want to run through those first tips. So you've got doing your preparation and getting a really good role profile and job brief. And there's lots of places you can go online. I'll put some links in the show notes that Greg and I will share on how you can build your own uh, virtual assistant brief, whatever role they are. Uh, Make sure that you're clear on your rates. How much can you pay someone now and how many hours a week does that equate to? And where would you like to go to? Budget carefully and be honest about that because it's no use starting off with something and having to cancel half halfway through. Figure out a trial period, whether or not it's a part-time project or a long time and you want to have a contract in place, try out first. Even if it's two or three weeks or two or three projects, really test the waters. It's good for them and it's good for you and it's crucial in running a business to the quality that you want. The fourth point we talked about is, um, you know, creating the right I think role for the right staff. Don't try and put things into lump things into one super VA as you spoke about. Wouldn't you say, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just one role, maybe two. You know, it could be um, you know blogging and um, 
social media. Yeah, yeah, something related to it. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got customer service and data entry and everything else in one. So you've got someone who's detail-orientated, really loves Excel sheets and facts and figures. It could be completely different. You don't want to have that person dealing with social media. Maybe they're not as inept at it. Maybe their English isn't as fantastic or they're really not zinging with that part of the business. So do your research with the roles and get people to show you examples of the work they've done as well. And I just also brushed over this whole NDA, IP, uh, confidentiality agreements. You must have those agreements in place before you work with anyone. So that's already six amazing points to help you guys get started. And we were just talking about culture Um, and the whole point of you must put time into those people as if they're working for you in an office. It's so, so important. And Greg's going to go out to the Philippines, um, send them something that's part of the business, make them feel part of the team, have virtual meetups and everything else, but connect them to what you're doing and involve them with other staff as well. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) I I just bored Greg, actually. I think he went to sleep while I was running through our first six points. Um, And then speaking on the meetup thing, because I know Taki Moore does that. He has these really great VA conferences and he He gets everyone to a cool location. And sometimes he gets, I think he got laptops in for some of them. So I think rewarding and having meetups is really important. You are running these staff and they are running your business just like it was a business if it was inside four walls at a high-end office. So you have to act like that. And that that meetup is really important, whether it's virtual or whether eventually you can plan to be there in person. Um, don't skimp on that. What would you say? Oh, absolutely. I want to try that new Zoom tool as well. I think uh, that sounds amazing. But, you know, even if you just have a, a, a weekly Skype call, you know, whether it's face-to-face and you know, talk about things, not just work, but really, you know, get to understand their culture a little bit more. Yeah, and, and understand that maybe they don't feel comfortable bringing up I know in the Philippines there's a lot of natural disasters, so sometimes the power goes out or, you know, frequently I haven't been able to get hold of one of my VAs because something's happened with her family and then she'll pop up three days later and yeah. understand that this is a different world from what you may be living in. Yeah, it's not a first world country, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it's not. But And, and even and also give the people the respect that you would hope because you're asking them to do things on behalf of your business to grow your business. And there has to be reciprocity and understanding there. So how you communicate to them professionally and with clarity and conviction will help them come back to you. But don't expect that they're going to put their hand up when something goes wrong. Exactly. Um, and how would you deal with that in project management? Does your Australian or your other project, VA project managers, check in with the more junior parts of the team? Yeah, so we, we use Basecamp, um, you know, for our yep. project management system, which um, just for internal, we don't use Basecamp for clients, it's just for our internal use. And so we have a training section in there. Um, we have all sorts of sections, but essentially that's where we do the majority of our communicating. Fantastic. So you could use all sorts of things. You could use Google Hangouts, you could use um, Dropbox as well, Basecamp for project management. There's all sorts of customer service and project management tools where you can put all your files into a vault, if you like, and give the people necessary access to those files. You can see when people have logged in. Basecamp is great because you can make immediate comments uh, and follow-ups and you can see progress reports as well. So there are so many ways to, to do things online. Yeah, I was just going to say, the other good thing about having one of those type of projects is, um, sorry, project management systems as opposed to just a spreadsheet or whatever is that it's, um, you know, you get people's input, um, you can tweak it as you go, but it's also, it has the whole history there. And if you lose staff or get more staff, they can just plug into the existing system. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges I've had is systems and processes. I I, I think there's like a cobweb of half-used systems that I've created many (laughs) times over. Um, It's one of the most painful areas is to get it right when you're growing your team at such a fast pace, but it is so important to take time to make sure that can people understand the information you've given them and is it at hand for them to use readily. 
Yeah, yeah. So we've spoken about culture. We've spoken about one of the other things I want to talk about. I know you laughed at me before, Greg, but I'm talking about the name game. You know, how if you're having someone who's going to be client-facing for you, uh, um, yeah. some of the Philippine names or some of the more the other international names, maybe they're going to sound a little bit different. They're not going to be, an, you know, an Anglo-Saxon name or something else. You have to figure out uh, if you're going to give your VAs using their names, if you're going to have like support at, so I have support at the Vitality Coach, um, you know, when they have their own email account to make sure that they feel connected to the business, all those sorts of things need to be thought about. They do indeed. It just depends. If they're going to have, you know, contact with your clients and your clients, you know, um, are wondering where this person's from, et cetera, and if they have an issue, I know some businesses in Australia, um, their clients only want to deal with Australian people within the business. So if that is an issue, you can do what Change Franco does. And for his six support um, staff that deal with his clients, he calls them all Matt, even if they're female. So you could approach it like that. You've just given away one of his secrets. <laughs> he says it openly. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing I think. But also, you should be transparent with your with your clients as well. Like, if they do actually want to have that, that's going to be a strategic decision for you and your business. As we were talking about before, I have an Australian team that needs to come with me to events and tours, and then I have my amazing virtual team. So you can you don't have to have all your eggs in one basket. And I think the last thing we want to talk about, Greg, is authenticity as leadership. Um, what would you say on that? Yeah, absolutely. So what we do is, you know, we do have a lot of training that we put into, like it's just in base camp. But yeah, we make sure that all of the um, all of the staff, the new the new designs, etc., watch all of the webinars that I've done, etc., and listen to the podcast. And then, you know, we an onboarding process. We have like an hour call initially, and then we have a check in call at the end of the week. And then, you know, it slowly just turns into like a fortnightly call. But um, really getting your personality across and, and learning about them is absolutely crucial. Yeah, so really also be present when you're talking to your VA in Skype and don't be distracted by things. Give them the respect that you're there to to learn about them and that you're giving them your undivided attention and, and be professional. You know, I think this is going to sound hilarious if you're listening to this podcast, but don't forget to dress well for your Skype meetings. Uh, <laughs> you know, present yourself how you would want your staff to present to your clients as well. Lead by example. Be clear and give them the mission, vision and values for your company. Why are you doing this business? What is your commitment to your customers and how do they need to follow those rules? Do not assume that people understand where your passion lies in your business and what is important to you. You must outline that in terms of engagement and the vision and maybe a standard operating procedures manual that you give everyone starts off with a video that welcomes them to the why you're doing this. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. And I think that's going to help you build not only a stronger business, but a stronger team. And it reaffirms to yourself as well. What is the purpose of what we're doing? What is our mission? What is our strategic value system as well? Because that generally doesn't change. Your products and services might grow and morph and be organic, but the reason behind the business, the personality behind the business and how you want to be to your clients usually stays the same. Indeed, indeed. And listen, Greg, I know that um, I'm always getting you to answer funny questions. Do you think um, for you going forward now, are you looking at growing your team and how are you going to balance growth with family holidays, doing personal things? Do you have any personal goals or things that you want to do for your own development now the business has really settled into a great phase? Yeah, absolutely. So I want to take one 
full day, a week off, like as far as a weekday. Um, And I want to dedicate that to doing personal things. You know, one thing that I used to do before I had my my child was paragliding. So I was a paraglider for 10 years. So, and my wife did that as well. So we both are absolutely, you know, missing the hell out of it. And we want to get back up in the the air. So that's one of our goals. And how, what steps have you put in place to try and get closer to that? Yeah. So it's really just trying to build my team and building the, the hierarchy of the team so that I can slowly just step back, make sure it runs without me. And then I will just book in that one day a week and just start doing it and see how it goes. And how often do you sit down with a big sheet of paper and really do your own 90 day plan? Seriously, every, every 90 days. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's part of, um, in fact, it's not 90 days, it's 120 days. So every quarter. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a crucial part of, um, you know, the, the Silver Circle mentoring program that I'm part of. And I think that, you know, the same thing with the stuff that I coach my clients, you know, you need discipline. If you want success, then you have to put time into it. So um, without with the mentoring circle as well that we do, the reason you check in for accountability is create a new habit because it'll just be seamless. You'll be doing your weekly planning on a Sunday forever. It's not something that's going to change. It's just part of how you can have a successful, well-streamlined life and how you can deal with new things as they come up. You know, people get sick, children get sick, clients drop off, new clients come in and be careful what you wish for because when you you do grow, you need the systems in place. You need the ability to step out for a second and to go back to that drawing board and think, am I keeping my focus? And is this important versus is this urgent? Yeah, so you're such a good coach. <laughs> great, great advice. <laughs> so guys, well, listen, I, um, I don't know. I'm always feel that I'm squeezing like loads of knowledge from you into a very, very short time, Greg. And I think on the show notes, we should put our top 10 points down. We'll put some links to virtual assistant world as well. And I will also put a note on there. This is not just about hiring people for business. This is hiring people that can support you in all areas of life, even getting a virtual coach. I mean, most of my clients, they're international. And although some of my programs uh, mean that we get to meet up in incredible locations as part of the private retreats and everything else, which I love to do, a lot can be done by having a great connection on the virtual world. You just need to be able to be prepared to put some FaceTime into that. So, you know, dress up and, and put that Skype or that Zoom system on and be there in person for the people that you're working with and that you're working for. Absolutely. Well said. <laughs> well, Greg, um, I'm still um, getting excited about the Vitality Show t-shirts. I've started <laughs> brainstorming ideas for that. I think we should make them available um, on the show notes because I'm sure by the time this podcast come out, we'll have something amazing um, online and ready to go. But um, most importantly, I want to thank you for taking the time just to share some inner workings of how you've been able to create a business that enables you to work from home and spend time with your family and hopefully get to that one day off a week for pleasure and fun in the skies. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been, you know, it's been my pleasure being here and uh, I've learned a lot. So uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks so much. Don't forget, guys, you can uh, hop on to studio1design.com or successshirts.com. You can also connect, follow, and interact with Greg on Twitter and on Facebook uh, at Greg Merrilies. I'm going to put all the links on the show notes as well as usual. Um, You'll probably see me interacting with Greg on Twitter as well. So please hop on, join our conversation. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your feedback from this podcast. I know that it's not about health and fitness, but to me, building your dream team is all about having the life that you want. So it's something that's really, really important wherever you are in your stage of business or life. I hope that we have inspired you today. I thank you again for listening. At the end of this recording, I'll be leaving out some testimonials and some fantastic feedback. Always you give me goosebumps, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, stay healthy and happy. 
Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.